This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Instant Zone, peak performance every day. And it's my pleasure to have on the phone today Edmund Otis. How are you going, Edmund? I'm good, Ken. How are you? Uh, all the better for talking with you. Thanks very much. Now, um, today we're going to carry on with where we left off last month, which was how we were talking about well, the, the, the name of the program was What's the Answer? And uh, we came up with many answers, actually. But uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the journey of resilience and dealing with crisis, particularly when it comes to our young people, because, you know, we realize there's probably just one big problem out there at the moment. And social media, isn't it? Well, that that certainly is one of them. I I know, as I've mentioned numerous times on this show and anywhere I get a chance to speak, um, you know, the increase in um, youth emotional vulnerability and youth depression and youth anxiety, you know, has increased tremendously in the last 10 or 15 years. The only big variable there, we haven't changed biologically. Our brain isn't functioning different. The only big variability there is the fact that so many of us are on devices so often. Um, That seems to present all kinds of um, problems. And the main problem, and I do want to kind of bring it back to some fundamentals because, you know, I, I kind of come out of this whole sport performance background. And the big thing about sport and dealing with crisis um, is that, you know, any sporting situation is by definition a made crisis. You have a limited amount of time. You have an outcome. You have to perform. There's very few variables, and you're constrained by the rules. Um, in a sense, that becomes a crisis, right? I only yeah. have 60 minutes, or maybe I have three minutes left or two minutes left, and I'm down by two points, but what am I going to do? So we learn to deal with that, but one of the things we learn from sport and physical activity and what I do is in martial arts and behavioral psychology is how important it is to be able to function in the moment, to be able to, even though we have challenges, the best people perform under stress are able to focus themselves and do what they need to do at this point in time, to kind of give up the worrying, and you use that as a plan. And one of the things, you know, with uh, social media and devices, all it's about is focusing on where you are not. Yeah. And all it's about is focusing on what you do not have. And all it's about is making sure people see. And it's, it's really, I don't know a way out of it, except I encourage everybody to get your kids, you know, and ourselves to find some time to get away from the devices. If we look at devices as a timeline, for instance, from my point of view as an old man, I mean, I'm getting on for 70, um, what do you think, why do you think there's been such a rapid uptake? I mean, it's probably in a period of, I don't know, is it 10 years, probably slightly more? Uh, we've all embraced technology to such a degree that uh, it staggers me. Does, does it stagger you as well? I mean, yeah. we, we were going yeah. all right until it came along, weren't we? Well, absolutely. Well, the trouble is, you know, it's designed to be easily accessible. You know, you and I always joke, you know, I mean, there were people having these conversations, I don't know what, 800 years ago, when when old guys were wandering around (laughs) going, oh, that printing printing press is going to be the death of us. Okay, we can't do, you know. So there is that. But the trouble is the immediacy of the sensation. Okay, it's very similar to any kind, you know, and I hate to make this overly excitable. It's very similar to any kind of addictive substance we have. You know, the thing about crack cocaine or meth or pee 
is you get an unnatural amount of sensation in a short period of time. Here, we get an unnatural amount of information in a short period of time, and it's information that we seek out that makes us feel a certain way or raises our anxiety. The, statistic, the statistics are really, really troubling. Um, and what it doesn't do, again, it's because it's so immediate and then it's gone. You know, we get more information just by scanning left all the time on our phones than we do if we were to talk to people or walk, go for a walk or do some exercise. So, and again, you know, the technology is such that it's happening faster and faster. Um, the next, the next step is this whole meta meta universe thing, um, which I which I find troubling. Yeah, I suppose you'd have to agree though that uh, it's also a damn good thing this uh, this oh. this uh, internet business because whatever you want to find out, you can find out almost immediately. You know, the the whys and the wherefores, the rights and the wrongs, it's all at the t- at the touch oh, of a button. No, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so I mean, what what is what is the that is, that is the upside to it, but so what is the real downside to it, apart from maybe not getting enough exercise, but what's the real bad thing about it? Well, here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, it, it's fabulous, and it's remarkable, and it's not going away, and it gives us incredible amounts of opportunity. The trouble is, it's very similar when you, when you look at nutrition, for just as an example. We all say, and I certainly say, you know, sugar is bad for you, you know, or fast food is bad for you. The trouble is not the fact that you're eating sugar. The trouble is that when you eat sugar, okay, it fills you up immediately, it makes you want more, and you bypass other nutrients, right? So you ignore what you need to do, right? So if you're on your device six, seven hours a day, there's four or five hours you could and should be doing something else. You should be interacting with people. You should be thinking your own thoughts. Uh, you should be doing something creative and physical. Um, it isn't that it's bad. The trouble is it becomes all-consuming. And so we end up not doing the things we need to do. I mean, in aversion, you know, you and I remember, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, the big hysteria was, you know, kids are watching TV seven hours a day. Yeah. Okay. So that was, that was a step forward. But again, the trouble is not what's on TV. The trouble is, what could, what else should or could we be doing in that seven hours? Okay, in addition to the TV. So all I'm suggesting, and I, I encourage all my clients, whether it's corporate or students I see at EIT, is to moderate that and use that as a tool, as opposed to a default for any time you have, you know, nothing going on for yourself. And it's tough. It's difficult. Yeah. And I suppose the, the fact that, and you've mentioned it and I've mentioned it uh, this morning, is that it's happened in our generation we've let it happen. So it's obviously it's your fault, um, Edmund, and it's my fault for letting our kids get involved with it. Um, so is that, is that right? Are we going to take the blame on this one? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's fault. I, I, I think in a sense it's unavoidable. I mean, nobody knew. I mean, you know, people can get fascinated when they see a miracle. You know, but we do know, we do know that it isn't just kids. Adults are on yeah. these things all the time, which means they don't interact with their children. You know, and we have to recognize it's, it's an addiction. I mean, the, the facets of addiction, we used to think of addiction in terms of substances, right? You know, you actually introduce chemicals into your brain. So I talk about crack cocaine or pee and all that stuff. But there are some factors to addictions that bypass that. So, for example... You're pretty much addicted if no matter how much you do, it isn't enough. Yeah. By definition, that's a device. No I matter how much you do, hardly anybody pushes you and goes, man, well, some do, some do. Yeah. I've had enough of that. 
you know, the big the big difference between people for let's let's use a common addiction. Big difference between people who are alcoholics and non-alcoholics. Okay. Yep. When um, someone who is not an alcoholic, they're at a party, they're drinking. You know, they think they drank too much, and they push away, and they go, "No, no I've had enough." Someone who is an alcoholic says to themselves, "Maybe I can have another one," and they have another one to see if they've had enough. Same with food addictions. Okay, it isn't the food, it isn't the habit. But if you're addicted to food, the way you figure out whether or not you're full or not is to see if you can eat any more, yes. as opposed to push away from the table. So the devices are designed for that, right? I mean, but if you, no matter how much you're on it, you keep looking and you never get enough and you never see enough. In a sense, you have an addiction. The other aspect of addiction, and this goes for anything, is that the cost is greater than the benefit. And usually when we say cost, I'm not thinking in terms of money. But if the whole family is around the house and I'm a parent and I have a seven-year-old and instead of before they go to bed, instead of spending that time hanging out with them or reading them a book or playing a game or folding the laundry or doing whatever, I know they're okay and I sit there and I'm on TikTok all night, I would say that that cost is greater than the benefit. A benefit for you and the child would have been to hang out with your child as opposed to be on TikTok, right? So you're never satisfied. The cost is greater greater than the benefit, okay? And, you know, no matter how much you do, it isn't enough. Mm. And the trouble is, you know, this the devices are fabulous. But I go out of my way to put mine away at night, for example. Um, we, we turn ours off and put it away because, you know, I think I mentioned this just last week. Um, you know, one of the reasons young mothers or young mothers of young children or infants are so tired is, of course, they have a lot of work. But also their brain function is designed as while you've had a young child, part of your brain is constantly alert in case there's something, you know, outside the cave trying to get in and eat you. Yeah. And this goes back to primitive times, right? So actual sleep patterns of your brain are different when you have a two-year-old or when you have a one-year-old. Part of your brain is always a little bit alert in case something happens. Turns out you get the same sleep patterns if you have your phone by your bed at night, even though you've turned the sound down. Really? Yeah. You know, so when you say to you, and people say, oh, no, I use it for an alarm. For God's sake, go to Kmart, buy an alarm clock. <laughs> Jeez, I know where I'm going after this. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know, because part of your brain is constantly worried. What if? What if? Yeah. Um, so that be, that becomes problematic. Yeah. Okay, I've got a broad brush statement now, but I mean, what? if we if we said that uh, most of the Western world is addicted to cocaine, we'd be horrified. But we could literally say that most of the Western world, uh, particularly uh, teenagers and adults, are addicted to uh, their device. Yeah. So what's the answer? I mean, how do you how do you and, stop that addiction and, getting any worse? I wouldn't only say teenagers, I would say adults, I would say all of us. Yep. But here, here's, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, here, here's where it's actually a little bit different, or I don't want to be overdramatic, but we are today a little bit worse than you anticipate. What would really be horrifying, if we said most of the world today, most of the Western world today, is addicted to cocaine, yep. and the response was, well, yep, we've got to do something about that, we just bent our heads down and snorted up another line. Yes. You're not going to, no, hardly anybody's going to argue with you that we're addicted to devices. But everybody goes, yep. And then they scan right. Yep. Um, so a part of it is education. I believe part of it is self discipline. Um, you know, a part, I think a part of it is our society is going to be changing. And again, you know, I'm, I'm always 
you know, conscious of the fact that with every big change, people have always said, well, you know, what I'm saying, what you're saying, oh, no, it's the end or it's bad or whatever. Well, maybe not as much as we think, but um, it seems a little weird to me. I, I just saw a, um, and again, we'll bring this back to sport and performance. You know, you can't perform well unless you're able to concentrate in real time and organize your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. That's the essence of performance. Whether you have to give a talk, whether you have to try to do a sales pitch, whether you're you know, asking somebody to marry you or you're telling them you're going to leave them, whatever that is, thoughts, actions, emotions need to come together. This does the opposite of that. Um, I just saw a TV show a couple of days ago. They're talking about what the metaverse is going to be like. And you may have seen it. It was, it was a New Zealand show. And they had one of the reporters, um, she was talking about it, and she put on the headgear, she put on this. And so they split the screen, and in one side of the screen, you could see her with the equipment on. And the other side of the screen, you could see her little image. What are those called? I don't even know what those are called. Um, You you could see her little image as if it's in the metaverse. Mm. Right? And so you see her image walking and talking and walking through a park and, uh, you know, playing soccer and picking a flower and stuff. And so everybody's watching that. But what horrified me is you look at the other side of the screen. All she is literally doing is sitting on a chair. Her knees are together. Her hands are in her lap. Her head is down. And she's concentrating what she's seeing. In real world, actual world, she's not moving at all. <laughs> Nothing. It's amazing, isn't it? It's science fiction come to reality. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think what we can do is what we do, um, you know, you start, you know, individually. You know, we have horrendous nutrition. Everybody doesn't eat badly. Uh, We have high levels of lack of conditioning, but there are a lot of us who exercise. Um, You know, we do these kind of shows. You you kind of spread the word. People look at you like you have two heads. and You're right (laughs) around saying the sky is falling. But, you know... Again, that image of the reporter, brilliant. You know, I mean, she's really smart. I watch her all, I forget her name, I watch her all the time. Low couch, knees together, feet together, hand in her lap, head down a little bit, concentrating. Didn't move for five minutes. Yeah. But her little image is having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're in the business of uh, looking after people's minds. I wonder, what would your top tips be for people listening to this program if you had to say, look, here's my five top tips for withdrawing from this drug because you know you wouldn't expect a, a heroin addict just to go cold turkey you'd have to say right. well we've got to withdraw from this so if we're listening to this program and we want to withdraw from social media somewhat not necessarily yeah. altogether what would your top three or five tips be well i think is i don't even think we want to withdraw from it i think we want to use it in a way that's useful for us um five top tips i guess um Turn, it, turn your phone off. You know, unless you have your finger on the button or you're in charge of NATO or, you know, there's <laughs> your uranium explosion going on, you do not need to be reached 24 hours a day. No. Okay. So top tip, I would say turn your phone off two hours before you go to bed, one hour before you go to bed. Watch some TV. If you need to read something, read a book that's useful, right? Books are interesting. Then when you get tired, yes. you go to sleep. Okay, if you just swipe your finger and change the book, you can keep going on forever. So number one tip, um, phones off at night, two hours before, turn it off, get a, get a damn alarm clock. Um, have conversations with people, decide. Okay, family certainly, couples certainly, friends certainly. We're going to have dinner together, we have breakfast together, no phones. You know, it's okay to be bored. 
boredom doesn't kill anybody. Boredom is a good thing. But you decide one, one, one time a day you're going to have a conversation with somebody or have a meal where nobody has a phone. Yeah. You talk about stuff. You interact. You sit with each other. That would be tremendous. Um, obviously, do some exercise. Okay, uh, Exercise is good for your body, but it's also good for your consciousness. Try to do an exercise that organizes your thoughts and your emotions. Obviously, myself, I do, I do martial arts, I do karate. We have a club in Napier. You know, I've been doing, we all know this, I've been doing this for a long time. But it's an activity that while you're doing it, you're actually thinking about what you're doing and your emotions are engaged in what you're doing. Yeah. So it's useful being on a Stairmaster. It's useful being on an exercise bike. But if you're on the exercise bike and you're just on your phone, that's only useful for your body. Okay, you're losing all the synchronization and the harmony and the development of person that you get from exercise. Okay, so you want to do something that allows you to concentrate on what you're doing and affects your emotions. You know, I'm good. I, I recommend karate for everybody because that's what I do. But hiking, mountain climbing, Pilates, uh, yoga, a good friend of mine has a tango club in town. Um, that kind of thing where it's you and other people with nothing that takes you out of the moment. That's the thing that that's the thing that devices do. They take you from here to somewhere you are not. Um, so I think those three things are a good yeah. start. Is the main problem though that uh, we're not really passionate about stuff anymore? Anymore, I mean that you are passionate about karate. I mean, you know, you're as as high as they go almost in 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 the sport, and all those other things that you mentioned. Uh, if you've got a passion for it, then you will pursue it. But um, is that the problem? We just don't have a passion for other things. Well, I think what we've done. I, I think some people certainly do. We, you and I both know a lot of people are very passionate. But I think the problem is, you know, which we didn't mention, which is kind of the default, is. The devices, by definition, extinguish your passion because they tell you you don't need to. As soon as it becomes challenging, you don't need to think about this anymore. Let's yeah. think about something else. Okay. And as soon as this conversation becomes a little bit boring or it isn't quite about you, I'll go look at something else. Um, the devices. I, I don't. I think this came first. You know, it's so much easier to do things. You know, obviously that are easy than things that take time to develop. But doing things that take time to develop allow your, again, your thoughts, your actions, your emotions to come together. You know, if the name of the show is Instant Zone, that's what zone is. Spending some time where your thoughts, your actions, your emotions are doing the same thing at the same time. Here, um, we'll be a little risque. I'll, I'll, I'll point out the problem. Um, you know, one of the things we know, and I think I mentioned this before, and it's a good thing is rates of teen pregnancy are down considerably throughout the Western world. Yes. That's a good thing. Yes. The reason they're down considerably, though, is pornography is easier than going out and trying to get a date. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a conflict in human nature. Yeah. Right? Well, um, so, but, but again, we can control it. It's not, you know, it's not a bad thing unless you overdo it. It's like ice cream isn't bad unless that's all you yeah. eat. Yeah, absolutely. So vodka, or for my, lately I like whiskey, is not bad unless that's all you drink. Yeah. I mean, I can understand where some people are coming from. I mean, I'm a busy guy outside of my work um, because I'm heavily involved in local theatre. And uh, if I'm not doing stuff for the radio, I'm doing stuff for the theatre. Yeah. But I finished work earlier a couple of days ago and I went home and um, I always say to my wife after I've had a cup of coffee, OK, what are we going to do? Let's go to town. Let's have a bit of a look around. Let's go and see some people. And she said, oh, look, uh, so-and-so from, uh, from the pool gave me these 10 magazines. 
So I sort of sat down and I flicked through the 10 magazines and the next thing you know, they were on the floor and I said, yeah, there's nothing in these for me to read, which wasn't true. But, but nothing <laughs> yeah. piqued my interest. You know, so I should have taken a bit more time. And then within five or 10 minutes of looking at those magazines, I picked up my phone as a default almost yes. and found something that was interesting and I found it immediately. Yeah. That's the problem, yeah. isn't and, it? And, no, it, it is. I mean, what, one of the things we're seeing, um, and we're seeing in academics who talk about educators is we're having a harder and harder time getting students to think deeply about something, okay? Think about the reason behind something because, you know, we're conditioned or we've learned to just look at something. What is the most immediate thing? But, you know, real understanding comes from processing information. That, that requires some effort. You know, real understanding comes from being exposed to ideas and sticking with them a little bit until you figure it out. Now, that's true both, you know, for philosophy or history or learning to kick a field goal, you know, learning to, um, you know, serve a tennis ball. It takes time to focus on that. Yeah. Okay, and uh, one of the things, maybe if we're talking about anything, I think the, the biggest challenge, um, and in the programs I do around resilience, you know, both for the schools and for students and for, you know, corporations and stuff, well, I think maybe the challenge is, if I'm, I'm trying to sum it up, is the fact that we seem to have reduced almost to zero our tolerance for frustration. Yes, indeed. Good but on you, Evan. But frustration is an important factor. We need frustration. Do you? Yes. That's how, that's how you solve problems. That's yes. how you accomplish things. And on that note, we'll leave it at that, and we'll get together at the same time, same place next month. You look after yourself. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.